And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hard time, and I was wondering if you give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? VX at 105.9. Double M on the X. I'm joined now. The constructor and conductor of DK DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Uh, Dayon, the Steelers will not sit Antonio Brown Monday night uh, at Tampa Bay. He will play. He's apparently been fined. He did not have to address the team today. Your thoughts on that whole situation? Uh, I mean, you know, at some point or other, it has to be dealt with authoritatively. We obviously don't know what happens behind closed doors, so we don't know if Mike Tomlin tears him a new one. I would imagine that he does, given the nature of his personality and what we see uh, of him in different settings. Yeah, but isn't that kind of toothless when you don't sit him? Well, Isn't it toothless when he just keeps keeps doing crap again? No, I mean, I would have sat him Monday. Yeah, again, who are you punishing? I mean, in that case, are you punishing him or are you punishing the other 52 guys that are going out there trying to get their first win of the season? I can see both sides on that one. I think if it's later in the year, if they're out of it, uh, that sort of thing, but that's a pretty big but, but game. Then, but I'm then sure that's, that's even more toothless. You can't pick well, your spots I mean, when to inflict justified discipline. Well, you, you, you either are disciplined or you're week, not. You were the one saying last week that the that the game that they just played was a must win game. So what does that make the one that's Monday? You see, I they got to win this. I Mark, think every down. I count, think for the long term. Well, I think for the long term, some things are more important than winning, and they're on this slippery slope now. And it's going yeah, to get worse before it gets better if they let it get worse, and they're going to. Yeah, the, the, the slippery slope's been in place for a while, particularly as it relates to A.B. A.B.'s gotten away with it forever. I think that there are certain ways that you can handle A.B. that don't necessarily have to punish the team. Why is his Instagram photographer allowed out on the field all through training camp? Little stuff like that. Just tell him, look, hey, from now on, you're just one of the guys. Do you understand that? There's one guy in this locker room who's won a Super Bowl ring in Pittsburgh, and that's out of respect to Morgan Burnett, who's won one in Green Bay. There's one guy who's won it in Pittsburgh. He's the only one that gets any kind of special privileges around here. He's the only one that has to only talk to the media once a week. He's the only one that gets you know, his kids to run around on the field during or after practice or whatever. This, this stuff where, he, where Antonio Brown is given special treatment based on what? Based on what? I mean, he's a great player. I get that. He works extremely hard. You and I have talked about that a lot. For himself. But this other stuff that he does, it's. I mean, there are things that are legitimate distractions, and then there are things that are not at all distractions, and we describe them as that. This one is legit. This is a real problem. Whose fault is this, the, the constant disturbance by Antonio Bryant? And for that matter, with, with other members of the team, is it ownership, Tomlin, the – veteran so-called leadership, who do you point the finger at? Well, there's only so high you can go. I mean, ultimately, you know, the owner is the one who employs the head coach. So you can go up to the owner if you want. The day-to-day domain of any kind of discipline or enforcement of rules is on the head coach. And, again, this goes back to – this is not – this is why I'm stressing here. This isn't something new. Uh, Troy Polamalu talked about this openly shortly before his retirement about how the team had changed the composition – had changed, their behavior had changed, that the Alan Fanicas and the Brett Kiesels and so forth were fading away, uh, the James Farriers, guys like that that conducted themselves well. So, yeah, you can put some of it on leadership. Cam Hayward put some of it on himself over the weekend. I mean, he was talking more about performance, but saying that he has to be a better leader. Uh, he does. 
so does Ben Roethlisberger. So does Marquise Pouncey. At some point or other, somebody needs to stop saying, you know what, that's just A.B. being A.B. We're focused on the Chiefs or we're focused on whatever. At some point or other, somebody needs to end it. Why is A.B. so pissed? What's he got to be pissed about? Uh, You know the answer to that. I mean, he he wants the ball in his hands. He wants lots of catches. He gets Um, lots of catches. You can say that that's... Uh, an admirable trait of his, all the great wide receivers ever have wanted the ball. And they all feel like, whether they're right or wrong in different settings, that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. If they don't make noise, then their quarterback's not going to respect them. So that's part of the culture. That's, that goes all the way down to the lowest levels of football. Uh, in his case, though, he's had 33 targets. Uh, between Cleveland and the Kansas City game, uh, he's seen that ball in his direction a lot. That's not to say that he's messed them up. Ben has misfired on passes, but it hasn't been a decision on Ben. Well, no, it's not, not to say he hasn't door. messed it up either, Dejan. Uh You know, I watch each game twice, and i got to mm-hmm. tell you, Ben's forcing the ball to A.B. a lot, and that means A.B.'s not open. And he's not open, but in fairness, again, he has hit he's not as much double coverage and triple coverage as a lot of people seem to be describing. Our studies of that for the website... Uh, have shown that he's been in more single coverage than I think than, than people will realize. But he hasn't been open. He hasn't gotten separation. But again, I'm going to say this because this is fair and it's accurate. Ben has not been sharp with his throws. He had uh, 10 complete misfires, not incompletions, in the Cleveland game, and he had 12 in the Kansas City game. That's not Ben at his best. No, no question, but that doesn't mean you go off the handle and... I mean, let's face it. Antonio Brown doesn't mean Antonio Brown doesn't need Ben to be bad to go off the handle, and it really is frightening, Dejan. When you list all of AB's indiscretions one after the other, dating back a few years, it's an amazing list, and the distraction is nonstop. Well, hang on. I mean, you were the one that mentioned over the weekend, and I'm not going to let you not repeat it now that AB is looking across the field at Juju getting a whole lot more catches and a whole lot more productivity. And that's when the wide receiver mentality, but especially someone with Brown's mindset, starts to go maybe into a little bit of overload. Remember that he flipped out on that that real quick pass that Ben uh, flicked to to Juju right by the line. It didn't end up going anywhere. Kansas City read it very well. Uh, But that was when A.B. lost it. It was, it was that, and then Ben, of course, runs uh, runs the ball himself from three yards over to the right side. But that was when A.B. lost. I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. We're talking today, John Kovacevic. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill. Well, uh, our buddy Adam Benoit from the Monday Morning Quarterback website, he posted a video of the uh, touchdown pass to Schuster right at the flag. Mm-hmm. And A.B. had broken open on a slant on the same pattern, and Benoit wondered... If that ball goes to A.B. and not Juju, maybe there's not nearly as much turmoil in the Steeler locker room right now. And that seems well, silly, again, but it's something to legitimately yeah. consider. Did he say turmoil in the Steelers locker room, or did you? I forget the exact verbiage, but okay, it was something well, along he, those okay. lines. Okay, the turmoil is in A.B.'s head. Okay, let, let's, let's limit what the turmoil is here. So you They're don't think this probably, affects the locker room at all? I think it should affect the locker room more than it has. That's my answer to that. I think that somebody needs to stop being afraid of 84 and go over and oh, lay Dejan, down the law. I'm with glad you said that. That would be turmoil. That would be welcome turmoil. I don't get the sense in there that that's happening in the slightest. I've been meaning to get to that. Why are they scared to death of him? Because clearly well, Tomlin, that, the leaders, the, the owner even, they're scared to death of him. 
I th- because of who he is, not so much in terms of the personality, but because he is that great. He is that productive. He is everything that everybody says about him when they're glowing about him in terms of performance. Yeah, he's and 30 if, years old, TikTok. If he's not, the, if he, well, he's still playing at a high level right now. Not that high. And if, if, he's, if, if he's not part of this offense, and Le'Veon Bell's not part of this offense, and he's not, then what are you looking at right now? What kind of a team are you looking at? Well, probably 0-1-1 so far. Well, it's pretty ordinary without them. Yeah, I know. It's pretty ordinary with them. Okay, you don't just trade Ralph Kiner because you're in last place? I mean, I, I, you know, that, that, that's... Oh, I'm that not talking, about just, I'm not talking about just this year. They were 13-3 and last year, but they lost their only playoff game. They've underachieved badly with the Toxic Twins as the crux of the team. I, I have... I, I, I have no issue with what you're saying in terms of uh, how they need to change certain things with certain players. I guess the problem that I have with it is whenever it gets painted as turmoil in the locker room, when it actually should be more of that rather than what it is. It's actually a little bit too peaceful in there. Uh, i got to ask about the defense. Is the defense beyond fixing? Because <laughs> I, I look at that game against Kansas City, and I know they have a lot of weapons, and Mahomes was really good. But I don't think they're going to do a lot better against Tampa Bay, and I don't see any ready adjustments or answers. I, I don't see any adjustments or answers. Did you see any in that game? I just said Tampa I didn't. City? Yeah, I mean, there, there's just nothing going on back there. Um, what bothers me about that is that uh, this football team and this defensive coordinator, Keith Butler, and remember that Tomlin is heavily involved, uh, maybe even more than he should be, with the defense. So I never leave his name out when describing defensive strategies. These guys spent the entire offseason going back from March, OTAs, and training camp getting multiple secondary guys onto the field. And then they face a team that is the absolute prototype of the one that you'd want to have that scenario where you have multiple DBs out there. And what do they do? They have linebackers running down the field, not just with Travis Kelsey, the tight end, but with wide receivers. T.J. Watt ran 50 yards down the field after Sammy Watkins looking for help. Now, some of that was miscommunication. I believe the players who told me that, they meant it. Uh, they were just not on the same page, uh, certainly not the way they were against Cleveland. And like you said, Patrick Mahomes gets a lot of credit for that because he was so fast, uh, not just in terms of his release, but even getting to the line, making decisions that it threw them out of any kind of rhythm they might have had. They were confused. But at the same time, get those secondary guys and the playmakers out there on the field. How did they not see this coming with the defense? And who do you blame for that? Because in the offseason, they made minimal moves to get help on defense. Well, the one thing that everybody saw coming, except the Steelers, it would seem, is that inside linebacker was going to need not just an upgrade, uh, not a passable upgrade, not John Bostic. It was going to need a significant upgrade. They were trying to find ways, and, and you heard them say these things, too. Well, there isn't a, a Ryan Shazier out there. There isn't a Ryan Shazier uh, available in the draft. And I, I believe that, but that doesn't mean you just say, okay, well, who's 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 around? Oh, here's Bostic. Let's get him and put him in there. Uh, Vince Williams has played better than I think a lot of people realize. I thought he actually looked okay for the most part in breaking down his performance Sunday against Kansas City, but Bostic didn't. And Bostic was, was all over the place, never should have been dropped into coverage, arguably shouldn't have been on the field. Because, again, why else do you bring in all these safeties? Why else do you bring in Morgan Burnett, who's a tackler but can also cover? Uh, have Mike Hilton on the field. Why do you draft Terrell Edmonds and then have 
multiple linebackers out there. It makes no sense. I got to ask a quick Penguins question before I let you go. I know you're on the road with the Penguins. Zach Aston Reese is skating on left wing with Kessler and Malkin. What are the pros and cons there, and do you feel like that could work? Well, I can tell you this. I was with them in Buffalo last night as well. I'm in Detroit now. Uh, Zach Aston Reese looked about as comfortable and smooth as I've seen him. His emphasis, Mark, in the summertime, I mean, other than obviously, you know, repairing the jaw and being able to eat in a way other than through a straw, was in lower body strength and getting his skating up. He didn't like this idea that he can't keep up with the top liners. It really motivated him. He looks a lot faster. Uh, I, I like the idea mostly because, and you know this, Gino and Phil look for each other on the rink. And Aston Reese is one of those guys who won't mind at all because he's only looking for one thing, and that's to get to the net. He won't care what Gino and Phil are doing. He's going to find a way to the net. Straight line guy, Ruslan Fedotenko, however you want to describe it, he'll get there and create more room for Gino that way. Yeah, but don't you like uh, Hagelin better because of his defensive acumen and his forecheck? Well, I'll tell you what. You asked Mike Sullivan about Zach Aston Reese and his defensive work and his ability to get the puck out of the zone and make the first pass, the smart play. And he'll glow about him as much as he will any forward on the roster. Dejan, there's always great stuff. We'll do it again next week. All right, Mark. That's Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Ask me anything. It is what it says it is. I almost did a Tomlinism. I said what I said. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.